10 years ago, it would have been very difficult for us to pivot the way we just did yeah. in March. Like, I don't, I don't know if we could have done it. And it would have been much more disruptive and it would have been a very different story than I think we're all living right now. There will always be somebody stronger, faster, and smarter than you. Surviving depends on your adaptability to change. Those who are the most adaptable are dialed in. All right, welcome back. We've got another Future of Work session. This time, dial pads on the charge. Frank, who oh, do we yeah. have? Yeah, and, and who we have? We have Mike Kane, and Mike is a global VP. He's kind of a rock star at Dialpad. He's, he's a rock star at a rock star company. Yeah, and, and the Dialpad story is so fascinating, right? Google phone uh, to now this enterprise uh, powerhouse that is Dialpad. So let's bring in, without further ado, let's bring in Mike Kane. Can I take you everywhere with me? I love that intro. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, you know, at this conference, we're talking about the future of work. We're talking about adaptability quotient. We're talking about a lot of things, the great reset. Um, and we, we can't wait to hear your opinion on it. So first question, you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. What is the most cringeworthy COVID phrase that you've grown the most tired of? <laughs> uh, so... You know, the COVID, it's, I don't want to say cringeworthy. I don't want to be negative because I know it's such a challenging time for all of us. Like uh, everybody is adapting to the, here's my next cringeworthy, new normal. I think that gets used a lot. I've also heard next normal. Um, but, you know, I think we're all trying to grasp what's the right word to say, to, to um, accurately uh, describe what we're all working through. Um, another cringeworthy one, I've heard a lot of like, uh, this is more like I'm a big golfer. So I'll get like uh, emails that say, we're here to support you. Here's 40% off on your next golf shirt. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, it's, it's a challenging time. So um, I understand everybody's trying to adapt and uh, hopefully not going to, we're going to get out of it soon. But I do think some of the, uh, the trends that we've all lived for the past, you know, eight months, nine months in my case for being here in California um, are going to become some of the quote unquote new normal going forward. I love that. Mike. Could you imagine like, what would we do if we didn't get 40% off on our golf shirts? Like the world would just melt, man. <laughs> right? well, I think that, I think that actually we just got a new phrase is called the great discount. And so <laughs> and you can take that any way you want, like all the way across the board, economically deals that you get in your email. It's the great discount. At least they're there to support you though. I mean, that's what matters, right? <laughs> I will That's say though, message. it worked because this is one of the purchases with that forty percent. <laughs> hey, you know what? Sometimes this marketing thing actually does work. <laughs> awesome. Uh, next question, Mike. Here we go. What is the most surprising story you've had or heard since the start of what, what we call the Great Reset? Uh, so I guess if, if we go, if we go work wise, one of the stories we heard was that we had a company with four thousand seats just overnight have to go remote back in, in March. And when you think about smaller companies, you can certainly do that, right? But 4,000 seats is, is pretty crazy. That was one of the stories that jumped out to me about how overnight and the, the business uh, this company was in, um, they had to keep running. They could not go down. They couldn't have any kind of downtime. So 4,000 uh, seats is a, is a big one. Um, and then on a personal note for surprising, like, uh, my old job, I say old job, see, I just did it, um, I'm global channel sales. So uh, I would fly to London, fly to all these different places in the U.S. Uh, 42 out of the 52 weeks last year, I was on the road. 
And, um, you know, the business was to go out, uh, Kyle, me, me and you have met before in person out there in Texas. And that was, that's the model. Um, and then now we're all at home and it's not surprising. I shouldn't say surprising. It's just been nice. It's, I get to be home with my family. We eat dinner every single night together. That part's been awesome. And, uh, I think that's going to be uh, hard to, to pivot back when we go back on the road again, but that part's been surprisingly great. Yeah, it definitely, definitely has. Right. Um, uh, you know, living at ho- living at work, working from home, uh, one of the same. Right. It's like there are for every negative, for every con, there's like there's so many different positives on that list. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's been great. I mean, we have three kids and, you know, we, getting a chance to say, hang out with them every single night and hear the stories really has been awesome. It's going to be a it's going to be a, 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 an adjustment going back for sure. And my dog, the dogs. That's the other thing I've heard about COVID is the dogs love having everybody home for the past nine months and how our dog's going to adapt when we go back. <laughs> uh, I guess it's a positive uh, dog disruption for them, right? Like uh, very good for them. Yeah, for sure. Frank, you had something else to say? No, I was just going to, well, I do have one comment is that like, you know, ultimately the, in your story, what was like profound about that is, is the incredible compression that occurred in the early stages of COVID. So where you have somebody like rolling out 4,000 seats, which typically would have been, you know, a much longer implementation. Um, and yet like we got it done. And so that is, I think that's the story is like, this can be done. And I think people are tightening up like their processes to do it that way going forward. Like we don't have to have something that takes so long and, and maybe in like some of that, those challenges we saw, like what has to happen like culturally and organizationally to adopt and, and consume that kind of change. Yeah. Yeah, totally guys. And if you also think about like, I've heard other folks talk about um, just kind of watching the news, et cetera, like 10 years ago, it would have been very difficult for us to pivot the way we just did March. Like, I don't, I don't know if we could have done it and it would have been, much more disruptive and it would have been a very different story than I think we're all living right now. Even though it's been extreme hardship, um, I think for the most part, knock on wood, a lot of folks have been able to continue uh, by the kids being home in their schools, you know, from remote, remote learning, and then us working from our homes. 10 years ago, oh my goodness, that would have been a very, very different story. Definitely, definitely. Uh, next question, here we go. How is your company culture pre-COVID versus now? Yeah, this is a fun one. So, so Dallapad's a fun place. We have a really young, dynamic culture. Um, you know, pre-COVID, we had big offices in Austin, Texas. So we had uh, about 200 folks there. We had a big headquarters in San Francisco, right downtown, um, an office in London, just all the major cities. We had a good-sized presence, New York City, et cetera. And it was a fun culture. You go fly around and you meet the teams and a lot of energy with our, our teams and go to dinner, go to drinks, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, we've all had a pivot. So Dialpad is 550 employees, and everybody now, same as everyone else, back in March, on March 5th for us, we went home just like that. And so keeping that same energy and that same culture, uh, initially you're trying to say, hey, you know, what's the right, right what's the right cadence, what's the right vibe, if you will. Um, so as you might imagine, and this is not trying to do a pitch, but we have the solutions, you know, you know, we're the tech company that has these solutions. So we have been able to really leverage that. Um, we do a lot of group chat. So that enables us to like share stuff very quickly with within pockets of the different parts of the sales organization. Um, and uh, so there's lots of, in, in my team, uh, some of them are a bit younger. So there's lots of gifts, there's lots of emojis, there's lots of um, 
messaging happening all day long that does keep the com uh, company's culture still feels vibrant and still feels connected. Um, and then as you might imagine, uh, lots and lots of video calls. So um, we're now on all on video. Previously, I think this is a trend everybody's seen. Um, you know, not everyone always had their camera on. So you would be on a, a video call, but you would see somebody's picture. You didn't necessarily have the video on because you might go see them in a couple of days in person. Well, now everyone always has their camera on. And I think that initial resistance, if you will, has gone away because people understand in order to connect, we have to have that camera on. And so for us, that's enabled us to keep the company culture uh, lots of fun and engaged by using the video. Yeah, the resistance to that has almost become like a necessity now, right? Like, because uh, if I don't have the camera on, like now I'm getting zero face-to-face, -face, uh, you know, virtual face-to-face -face interactions, right? And that's mm -hmm. that has a negative impact. Yeah. Hey, Mike, like speaking just directly about like what kind of uh, stuff in your culture that you kind of look at now, like wasn't that necessary, just got like thrown out, like got dispensed with or what what changed in inside of your culture, maybe positively because of the need to pivot? We're a lot more efficient. We've noticed that we um, because, as you guys know, if you do eight hours of video calls, you can feel very tired after, at least we do. So we've tried to condense them down more and be much more efficient so that you prep accordingly going into that video call. So we embed the agenda, everybody kind of as read it ahead of time is ready to go. And then you're on that call and there's a lot more substance to it before where we would go in person and just be a lot looser and you would kind of take your time. Um, now, because everything is on a scheduled video call, it's a lot more condensed and mm -hmm. For us, that's what we've noticed. It's in, in, ultimately it does make you more productive. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. Very interesting. Yeah. All right. Next question here. What is your vision for the actual future of the ways that we work? So this is a good one. This is a. Uh, so I'll tell you guys a story about Dialpad and uh, what we've done. Um, so we have started to look at our leases and say, "Hey, do we need to renew that big lease that we've had in the different areas?" And um, the reason for that is that we do think the future is going to look a bit different. So, you know, to quote our CEO, Craig, he likes to say the genie's out of the bottle on remote work. Like, I think everybody understands now that workers are productive. They can, they are working. They're not watching Netflix all day and uh, they are working and the productivity is there. And people, it doesn't make a lot of sense anymore. Like we used to go and you open up your laptop before you go into work. You do catch up on your morning emails. You drive or commute into the office. And then what do you do? You sit down there and you, pop up your laptop and you start doing the same thing. Um, now we're just kind of working all the way through. So the productivity is there. Um, but I do think all of us do crave human interaction. I, at least I certainly do. I'm a, uh, an extrovert. And they say an extrovert is somebody who gets uh, energized by being around other people versus feeling drained. Um, and then if I'm alone too long, I feel, you know, drained. So for me, I love to be around folks and uh, that part. And a lot of folks are like me, I think. And so you crave that human interaction. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna start to build out our offices in a different way. We're gonna start to have these more conference rooms, more big spread out meeting areas so that when you do go into the office, you're going in there to meet with someone into a more of a uh, other folks there versus going into your actual like workstation and then um, go back to your home office and work away and get your work done at home. So we're looking at this kind of new blended model where it's gonna be hybrid. So we do anticipate um, we're never going to be the same again, at least internally at Dialpad. We're probably going to have a different type of office layout. Uh, again, more suited for conference rooms and groups uh, to go collaborate in person that, and then uh, go back and do your work back at home. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Yeah, so, I mean, yeah that makes like, perfect sense. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Kyle, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, talking about like you're decoupling people from property uh, and you're, you're living and breathing it and into existence right now. I mean, that's, it's exactly like what makes the most sense, right? Uh, that, that blended mode. Yeah. And I think um, this is where I will do a little bit of a Dow pad pitch. Um, some of our solutions do enable uh, to make those workers more productive. So I think a lot of uh, offerings out there can do pretty good analytics. Like you'll know if your employees are home and if they're making calls, if you're talking specifically about a phone call. Um, but what's unique with us is that we enable with the voice intelligence is we enable folks to actually capture all the data that's happening on those calls, right? So when your folks are at home, um, you know they're on a call. And then we, we like to talk about business decisions. Um, in a business decision, typically there's messaging happening, right? You're trading emails, you're trading messages. But when the rubber hits the road, what do you do? You go and you pick up the phone or you jump on that conference call and there's some kind of voice dialogue to work it out and you get to that resolution, whatever it may be. Um, in the old days, you didn't know what happened there. You just know there was a call that happened and then you knew the outcome. Um, now with our solution, you're able to get some real insight into what actually happened on that call. You can know what words were said. Um, you can know what resonated. You can tell what didn't. And then you can start to really data mine that uh, to get some better insights into what happened on that call, which ultimately is going to make folks more productive. So then it's less of a concern about if that employee's working from home or from anywhere, right? It, it, it's less of a concern. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's powerful. I mean, I, I think as you're, as you're describing, you know, like the future of work, there's a lot of things that are part of like some strategies that we're putting forth for clients. And you're talking about some of the very tactics that, that we're incorporating in that whole area around like, you know, as Kyle said, decoupling people from property, people are really getting woke to that right now. I mean, that is something that <clears throat> has been the biggest surprise. Like you said, oh yeah, people are at home and they're actually working, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And yeah. it's, you know, and maybe uh, there was a kind of a funny cartoon that came out and it has this one guy walking up to his boss and his boss is saying, what are the numbers like? And it says that like, well, our, our people are 40% productive right now. And um, the boss leans back in his chair and he goes, wow, that's twice as high as we were before. And, <laughs> and so, you know, that's, it's, a, it's humorous, but like, it really does speak to the fact that maybe there was part of like the original paradigm and the original grind that wasn't quite as efficient as we thought it was. Well, I live, I live in Los Angeles and um, the, the traffic here in LA, you guys have heard is notorious, right? And at one point in my career, I was driving an hour and a half, an hour and a half to work. I live in the, it's called the San Gabriel Valley, right by the Rose Bowl in Pasadena uh, to West LA, which is kind of near UCLA. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, that, as you know, Kyle, that is an hour and a half drive to go around. You go through downtown, you go around. I mean, that's just, that. you think about it, that's three hours in the car that you just lose of productivity, right? Where yeah. in some cases, you go in the office and you're doing the same thing that you're doing at home. I, I do not miss the I-5, man. Let me tell you, I do not miss that at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to that point and to what you said earlier, right? Um, shout out to Dialpad for like, you know, you guys are highlighting something that was previously and still is for many organizations invisible of like, yeah, there's a call, there's a conference. It's great. Well, like what's, ha what happened there though? Like what's going on inside there? And like, that's really like where you guys are trailblazing that, um, of like actionable insights. to like every single spoken word, keywords that like just pop, right? Like what's, what is the conversation uh, in order to like change the conversation to get better customer service or better, whatever, you got to know what the conversation is. And with, Dialpad, you do know what the conversation is. I mean, that's, I mean, you guys are just like 
just right there on that. So, and that leads me into this next question, which like, I know you, you've been doing awesome, man, not pitching this whole time, but like, this is, this is the time. Uh, <laughs> what role do you guys play in this vision of the future of? Yeah. So I think, um, one way to think about it, let's take a, a customer service agent or a salesperson that again, any kind of knowledge worker that's in their home. And if you take the, uh, analogy, let's say somebody's you know, working a contact center, a small one, and uh, they get a call and the customer is upset and they want to cancel their subscription. And they're describing why they want to cancel. Maybe their tone's getting a, a little different. Maybe the words they're using is changing. Maybe the, um, how fast they're talking is getting a little bit clipped, right? The, the pace is picking up, which typically happens when you get upset, it starts to talk like this a little bit. And um, with voice intelligence, it's listening in the background, it's hearing that. So a supervisor of that contact center worker who's home, who is also home, is able to view a dashboard and they're able to see all the calls that are happening in real time. And the calls are all being uh, graded, if you will, by a sentiment and analysis of what's happening during those calls. So if you see a call and it's in green, it's going well, the customer is saying good stuff, the tone is good, um, the words that are being used by the agent are what you have defined as good, so it's flashing green. Um, you might see one that's neutral, call's going okay, you know, it's good and bad. Then you might see a call that's in red and starts to flash red. Supervisor can view, you know, 50 calls that are happening at the same time and say, oh, what's happening here? Click on that. And when you click on that, you're then able to view in real time all that's transpiring over that call. So you can read and everyone get up to speed very quickly and get the context of what's being said. And then second to that, that agent, that supervisor can then coach that agent through messaging or what have you. Say, hey, you might want to say this. This customer seems pretty upset or ultimately can just barge over that call uh, uh, remotely from where they're at and have all the context because they were able to view what's, what's transpired. And I don't know about you guys, but whenever um, you're calling customer uh, service and then you have to go repeat your story four or five times, you just get more and more frustrated and get annoyed because, you know, I just told the other guy that. Don't you guys, aren't you guys taking notes? Um, so that use case is enabling Dialpad to really uh, resonate, I think, out there when, when folks are in their homes and they're, they're working with customers. Um, and then if you take like a sales analogy, um, you know, salespeople, anybody who's trying to drive revenue for their company is corresponding and reaching out with customers on a more proactive basis. And the same thing there, you can start to coach them on, um, you know, there's an objection that happened when your competitors names. And again, you can swizzle this whatever way you like, you can customize it to your specific business. Um, but then you can just customize it. The AI will hear that word. And then a coaching card will prompt up a link to a website. All that kind of good stuff to make those users more productive when they're in their homes. Yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, I think um, like when you talk about the AI I, inside of your product in particular, as you're kind of like, you know, fist pumping and touting your technology, like, and rightfully so, like that part is done so seamlessly. And I love the, um, like the ability to drive performance support. So it's not just that part, like, Hey, we're, we're analyzing what's going on here and maybe we're like, you know, bringing attention to somebody else on the team. But the fact that you can do screen pops that based upon a topic that's come up, a product that was mentioned, a service or so, like the guidance that immediately can come to the screen because of that. I personally, I think that's like one of the most powerful elements of that because it helps you, especially if you look at all the adaptation that needs to go on, your training um, gets reinforced immediately in practice on the job. And that's, that's huge. 
Yeah, it's also another way to think about it as well is, uh, is everything you said, Frank, agree 100%. And then in addition to that is the search capability. So let's say there's also, you start to see some trends happening in the business and you start to hear like, hey, I think this keeps coming up over and over again. Yeah. You can go search that and have some real analytics on, yeah, this one specific word is coming up all the time. What's happening here? And start to really drill into it and some mm -hmm. real time insights that are pretty powerful. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible what you can do with data that you you know that, that you may not have even know that you needed or that you even wanted, right? Um, you know, a, a lot of people talk about data, AI, machine learning, all these things, and data warehouses because we have all this data that we don't know what to do with, right? But like, it's one of those things like with Dialpad, you're capturing that data and you can use it right away, right? We can you can find a use for it immediately, uh, and that's that's what's so cool about it. Yeah, it's also um, another thing to note is that there's a lot of different applications that businesses use customized for their business, but we can integrate with all that. And so to your point, that data is important, but what do you do with it? Well, we can also store it into your natively into your Salesforce system or, or your help desk or different app. And, um, legal is a, a new one. Uh, Clio is a big partner of ours now that just is in the legal vertical. And you can start to get all that data and natively migrate it up into the different applications. So you can, it's more usable when it's actually in the apps that your, your users are using up all day long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is cool. I think that like one of the things that happens with Dialpad, which is um, yeah, kind of unique, and I think maybe as you would adopt it, you know, during, you know, COVID is that it has technologies that essentially force your hand to have to get better. Like they, they maybe weren't there before. They maybe were not part of a tactic that you had before, but now you have this technology and it really forces you to think like, how can I change the experience for like my people, uh, as well as those people that we serve outside of the organization, our customers. Totally. And I would also point out that, um, it's very confusing out there for businesses and Kyle and Frank this is where we need partners like yourself to help navigate through this. Cause there are a lot of options and, um, and sometimes, some solutions make more sense for a specific business and the use case than others. And understanding what that ultimately that customer's end goal is, you guys have a better understanding. So I think um, this is also where the partners like yourselves are so critical to the success for to get businesses more productive. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, looking looking to you know looking forward, like looking to the future, right? Um, uh, we don't think you have a crystal ball or anything, but like, what do you think? Uh, how do you think? this plays out as like the lines of importance change right uh in in terms of like, like the actual customer right when they're looking at you know how do we pare down effectively how uh, how do we determine where to move to right like and and how dialpad plays in that i do think you're going to see this hybrid world develop i do think um it's interesting we're going to see in the next year um but how much are people going to feel comfortable meeting in person um i think it might have to do a lot with each person's individual circumstance. And at the end of the day, we want to support all of it. So I do think you're going to really see this hybrid world start to develop out where you're going to see um, folks that are sometime always going to be remote and they're going to see folks that who want to be in mm -hmm. and the technology out there has to be able to support both, which is not necessarily easy. Um, so I think that is going to be the big trend. I think we're going to see going forward. And then that's going to have a bit of a domino effect across so many different parts of the business. I mean, I mean there's a thousand examples you can think of retail, you name it, you all across the board. It's going to be very different. I think going forward. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I appreciate that insight. Frank, what else? Uh, no, I, I just, you know, I just want to say like how, like, um, this is actually inspiring 
you know, honestly, like as much as this is a dumpster fire, you know, like the whole COVID thing is just like put everybody on their face. It really has. And, and there are definite winners and there are definite losers. There's a couple of things I want to say is like Dialpad, you're a winner. Like you got, you guys are like, you, your company is awesome, but you also help people become winners. Like that is cool. And, but here's one thing I want to say, and this may sound terrible, but this, the sun does not rise and set on you guys. Like there's a lot of moving parts and you're part of an overall solution, you know, and as we orchestrate solutions for clients around like their security and then their communications and then what they're doing to impact CX, it's, it's the modularity, which is it's amazing that we have it of being able to drop in a dial pad you know, connect it to a sales force to be able to look at your security, you know, strategy and say like, we need to have like this kind of SD-WAN going out to, you know, uh, the endpoints for the people. We need to make sure we're securing this data, like that full like orchestration and view of it. But the fact that, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, Dialpad, you know, plays nice with others, <laughs> you know, is really, really a powerful. So it is encouraging. It's, a, it's an encouraging story. For sure. And you're absolutely right, Frank. We are one piece of the puzzle and we totally understand that. And again, this is where um, you guys help us navigate through it all with your customers. But yeah, we are just one piece of the puzzle. We totally get that. Um, we like to, we do like to play well with others. We, we do like to have your open APIs, if you will, so other folks can bolt in and vice versa. Um, but yeah, we get, we totally get that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, keep on doing uh, good stuff over there, Dialpad. And uh, why don't you leave us with, uh, with one last piece of like parting guidance and we'll let you get back to the Dialpad booth. Well, we appreciate you guys' time and attention. I know, uh, again, this is a uh, uh, lots of uh, competition for video views. We totally get that. So we appreciate uh, the time. And uh, um, yeah, this, uh, hopefully we can uh, all work together before in, in, together in the future. And I uh, wish you all health and happiness going forward. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks, Mike. Thanks for being a part of this. Appreciate you. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. All right, guys. So, so yeah, go, go check out. Go check out the Dialpad booth. Uh, they'll be here all day as well. Um, excellent conversation with Mike there. So you heard it there. I mean, Dialpad is this all-in-one solution, contact center, UC platform that's giving you visibilities of something you maybe didn't even know you needed, right? Every spoken word transcribed. Yeah, Kyle, I mean, uh, what I think I love today is that this really like raises issue to the fact that um, all these great companies are also populated by like some amazing people, um, people like Mike and yeah. that's a real joy to get together. I know that he's like a very joyous, excited, passionate person, but he knows how to get down to business and make things work. And so, uh, fully appreciate him and, and his company. Thanks for listening to dialed in. This show is brought to you by Acuerdo.io, the world's first orchestration agency for the future of work. Go check us out at Acuerdo.io. And if nothing else, remember this, to win in life, to win in business, to win in your career, not about being the strongest, the fastest, or the most intelligent, it's simply about being the most adaptable to change, most dialed in.